0: i'm john ryan and this is pod roast this week is elvis still alive global's conspiracy podcast looks at the evidence and turn your brain off no not another gemma collins podcast it's actual medical advice to help you think more clearly I know what the internet needs, said nobody ever, more cat videos, influencers, and space to discuss hoary old conspiracy theories. You won't find pant-wettingly funny felines or Dubai-loving dicks in the new Conspiracist, but as the name suggests, you will find further discussion of moon landings, 9-11, and in this week's example, the death of Elvis. It begins with a strangely Tales of the Unexpected theme tune before we're introduced to two white guys, obviously. They're journalist James Ball and satirist Jolian Rubinstein. Jolian starts by describing himself as a BAFTA-winning idiot. James is the obligatory, sensible, investigative journalist. The idea is each week they discuss conspiracy theory with a guest before deciding once and for all if it's fact or fake news. This week that guest is comedian Rosie Holt, whose videos have got jolly and through lockdown he mugs through a script unconvincingly. James then reveals the conspiracy of the week is Elvis alive before rounding off the introduction with a redundant let's jump right in. Now Fellow podcast reviewer Miranda Sawyers got to these two before me, and even she said the thing needs tighter editing, and jeez, she's right. Despite promising jumping right in, there's a few seconds more of the saggy theme tune before the usual bants. How are you, mate? What a time to be alive! Nonsense. We've been in this harvester before. Again, we don't need this stuff. Get to the meat. Radio can support this kind of social lubrication, as it's the stuff of linear conversation. But I've already made the decision to find you, to read up on what you're talking about. Fine to record this stuff to warm up the talent, but get your virtual razor blade out before it gets to me. Jollyon introduces the Elvis topic. He's a bit turned up to 11. I'm kind of hoping he settles down a bit. He throws to James E, asking if the internet is rife with news of Elvis's survival. Hard to believe, but the king would still only be 86 if he wasn't dead. James is enthusiastic and natural, despite his thinking words like, and you know. I've no idea how they recorded this, but it suffers slightly from the COVID-era podcast thing, of slight delay between guest groups and occasional digital noise and everyone talking at the same time. There's also a bizarre moment where, before they really start discussing Elvis, they talk about who he'd hang out with in this conspiracy theory world, and settle upon Hitler... And Lord Lucan. It's not funny or original, and we don't know them well enough to get the humour yet, but Rosie's polite guffawing is all over the audio. And there's nothing less funny than half remembering a sketch by a funnier comedian than you, but that's what Jollien does in explaining the death row gag with Patrick Marber and Steve Coogan from the day to day. It's just another one of those moments where it slightly falls flat before we've been wowed by their own take on the Elvis story. Not so much a tighter edit as a proper filleting required maybe there's also a little casting creep going on from the setup jolly and is the cool funny one in his pick he looks like one of the guys on the wall at atonian guy james is the nerdy journo in his picks he's wearing specs after all and guest of the week should be the expert on that particular conspiracy no Well, here, everyone seems to be trying to one-up the laughs. It's like too many generative presenters in the same room, and that's always a gassy mess without strong production. When they finally get to the story of Presley's last poo, it's James that takes the lead – with the sketchiest of details. Rosie gets to add some C-grade funnies, and Jolion takes it off into bizarre areas. For example, they riff on the fact that one of the thousands of Elvis impersonators is the one that was found dead, and someone else was paid to murder them, thereby allowing the real Elvis to vanish. Jolion starts a thread wondering how much the hitman would have been paid. It's a strange blind alley. It's introduced too early in the story. Again, you have to wonder if this was produced at all. Later, Rosie, are you a big Elvis fan? Is that where this has come from, she's asked. No, she says, which doesn't help the nagging suspicion. This is another in the put three people in the studio with a vague brief, wait for the counter to hit 40 minutes, and we'll publish it, School of Podcasting. It does come to life a bit when they discuss the conspiracy theory that Elvis appears as an extra in Home Alone. Even that chunk has clues to underproduction, though. Jolion introduces the segment, but still says he's desperately trying to find the picture of Elvis in the movie. It's the kind of thing you'd do in a live radio show where the thoughts come out of nowhere, but no excuses not to have prepped it for a pre-recorded endeavour like this. Anyway, he finds the picture, it's linked, but not on the Global Player website where I am listening to it. That's a niggle YouTubers do as well, pointing to other content and buttons when I'm watching on a TV and have no idea where any of it is. The giveaway here is Jolly and saying he posts it in the chat, which explains the slightly shonky audio throughout. This is a video conference. It's about 17 minutes in before we hear quite interesting stuff about the FBI gangster connection to the Elvis story, but it soon dissolves in them all, finding it way funnier than it actually is. There's a good idea in here, but it's struggling to emerge above the masturbatory cloud around it. Make your talent stick to their casting rails edit the chaff, let Jollyon be the funny guy, and make the guest another journo. As a listener, I'm ignored until right near the end where they proclaim their judgement on this particular theory, and then they refer to me as listeners, which I've explained virtually every week on Pod Roast is as lazy as it is contemptuous. UK regulator Ofcom released interesting figures for podcast consumption here this week. For brilliant analysis, check out adambowie.com. But one in four people listen to podcasts regularly, according to the top line. In the week that other couple of Royal Bozos started a YouTube channel, Meghan had time to launch a children's book. The Telegraph said it was fun-free and may put an entire generation off reading, but no time to post any audio to their multi-million pound Spotify collab, Archwell Audio. 129 days now since their first post and still no new audio. Next up for us this week, someone else who's written a book, Dr. Rupi, a medical doctor and nutritionists, who promises bite-sized nuggets of information about food, nutrition and healthy living wherever I listen to pods. I feel like that scene in Mean Girls telling Gretchen that Fetch was never going to happen. It's a podcast. It's one extra syllable, Doctor. I avoided titles like What is Fibroid or What is Homesis and went straight for the power of switching off. It felt like a premonition somehow. Dr. Rupi has some cool lounge bar theme music. He plugs his latest cookbook 321. Then the theme runs out and we're into turning off. we all have something apparently called default mode network in our brain when it's in neutral, like when we're not thinking about anything or maybe watching Steph's packed lunch. Apparently not thinking about something helps recharge the creative engine inside your brain that can then work harder when you return to it. The good Doctor sounds reliably chipper, the kind of friend you'd take out for a pint when you'd had a crap week at work. A simple walk in the park with birdsong and no headphones in was all it would take to stave off his writer's block, thanks to DFN, you see. Weirdly, another Doctor pops up talking about his book. He's Dr Rangan, but you'd only find that out reading the description. He doesn't merit an introduction. Both agree they have their best ideas in the shower when they can't write them down. See, brain and neutral. There's so much noise in our lives, phones, emails, Amazon spam, we're not allowing ourselves downtime. The advice is chill for 10 minutes three times a day. Your brain will love you for it. And that's it, the shortest pod I've reviewed, sorry, podcast, a five-minute daily health burst. Even though he sounds friendly enough, and the advice is, so far, so Airline Magazine, the addition of a second plug for his cookbook does make it sound like a five-minute ad with a health tip, than a health tip with a book plug. I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for pod roast this week with the new Conspiracist from Global, and Daily Doctor's Kitchen from Doctor's Kitchen. I listen to these so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.